You're listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we firmly believe that love is the answer and we are spreading it like wildfire. You're invited to come spend time with us in authentic connection, growth, reflection, and celebration. Life coach, author, and speaker, Abigail Gazda, will be sharing amazing humans living their hearts unleashed to inspire you to do the same. You will hear from men, women, and young people from all industries sharing their insights and inspiration as they have paved their way to their fullest lives. Here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. So if you are ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Hi, you are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, episode 59, Advice to My 20-Year-Old Self. You guys, yesterday was my birthday. It was my 30th birthday, and this is pre-recorded, so I don't know what 30 feels like yet, but I'll tell you what I'm doing right now is I am packing up my apartment in Phoenix, and I am moving back to California. <laughs> Y'all are the first to know, and I am do- I don't know what I'm doing at this moment that you're listening, but I am sure excited to to be doing what I'm doing. Um, This has been in the works since December. I have just really, uh, California calls me, I'm telling you that much, and I am so excited. So while I am excited to share the news of moving back to California, and that's what I'm up to physically in this space right now, um, I am also really excited to bring to you this podcast episode. So yesterday was my birthday, and turning 30, celebrating all week, all weekend long. My mom is coming out to help me make the move over. It's just a really fun and exciting time. And if you haven't heard me say it yet, I have dubbed my 30s absolutely to be prime time. I am so excited. And with that being said, I was thinking about recording this podcast episode and I wanted to title it like good freaking riddance to my 20s. But I also view my 20s with love and appreciation. However, what a massive time of growth for those of you who have made it this far and you're out of your 20s. God bless, right? And then for those of you who are in your 20s, we are all cheering for you. (laughs) It is such a time of growth and you think your teens are for that, like self-discovery and like growing up and all of that. But oh my gosh, your 20s, you get freaking launched into adulthood, into the abyss. And you wonder, what the hell? Nobody told me about this shit. <laughs> so we're going to have a lot of fun today because what I'm sharing It's called Advice to My 20-Year-Old Abby, My 20-Year-Old Self. And as I was prepping for this podcast episode, I really did a lot of reflecting and just feeling nostalgic and going through the different phases. Now, I joke about it a lot, but I really mean it when I say, like, I'm a cat who's lived, like, six of her nine lives already because in my 20s, I went from collegiate athlete and student to teacher 
and athlete coach and mentor and like sponsor of clubs at the high school and everything. And really so much mentor really was that experience of getting to help young students, specifically females, like really grow into their own as well. That was such a great time. And then um, moving on to, I managed LA Fitness. I was a corporate level manager for three years, four years, five years. Man, I, I mean, I was with LA Fitness for six years and about three of them, I was a manager. And then to shift into, I started Arbonne. I started like, that was my real first swing at entrepreneurship and being a consultant and really loving that experience, promoting up to area manager there. And then really shifting from like divorce happened. I got married. I got married to my college sweetheart and we were together for six years. And so doing that, living together for three years was an experience in my twenties with like living with a significant other. And then to come around to divorce, and still trying to maintain regular or maintain whatever I thought I was and the back end of the 20s being a complete, complete identity crisis. I wrote this, um, I'm gonna share it and I also wrote a new blog post, an update on my quarter life crisis because I'm gonna tell you, divorce and navigating that was definitely a quarter life crisis. I was really in that what is life sort of stage I got launched into the abyss of like, I thought I knew every bit of what my life was going to be like, and it all disappeared. It literally all disappeared. And I was left in a complete whirlwind. And so there was that shift. But beyond that shift, there was that grief and recovery from divorce. But there was also this beautiful coming of age, which happened in the last couple years of just stepping into who I am as Abigail, as a person, as a soul, and not as a title or a role or a relationship or an accolade. And that has been a complete storm. And I lovingly refer to my own self as a tornado of transformation, just running all over. (laughs) But it's been such a beautiful phase. And really then now, oh my gosh, you guys, like the 20s, like holy shit, Uh, just sharing it all makes me feel really good about it because then I shifted from being coach to opening up about how much I love speaking and being a speaker to discovering so much about myself that I wrote a book about it. And then just really committing my life to sharing the Hearts Unleashed mission and growing it and evolving it and bringing it to the masses. Because while in my early 20s, I really related to a lot of us, like my main focus was wife and mom to now feeling like a mother of the world, like for real. And I mean that I kind of joke about it, but I very deeply mean it is that I love, love supporting others. And I love being that nurturing spirit in the world and someone that people can come to, to get support in finding full freedom and power and self-expression and creating whatever life they want out of it. Now, I love this and I want to take a moment because as I've grown, obviously I share what I'm going through so that I can support people to go through it. And so whenever I share what I'm passionate about, it is never, 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 never a down to what the different lifestyles that there are, right? Like there's nothing wrong with my 22 and 24 year old self just wanting to be a wife and mom. Like there may be a day that that comes again, but it's not right now. 
And so any life that we create is a beautiful one. And every stage is so important. And so as I have been reflecting on my 20s and writing these love letters to myself as I've grown, I just really have learned to love myself. Now, before I get too descriptive there, I'm going to jump into this advice for 20-year-old Abby because it really does share so much about the natural evolution that we all go through and the different like desires that we have at different ages. So we're going to jump in. And um, the first piece of advice is there is no made it. I wish 20-year-old Abby would hear it and believe it, that there is no made it moment no matter how much we think there is when we make it to wherever we think we thought we wanted, like sometimes we don't even realize we made it because we've been so tunnel vision chasing it that we don't even know we opened the door that we were banging down. (laughs) And then all of a sudden in retrospect, you're like, oh my God, I achieved that goal. Or I didn't even realize like I was already living that life and now here it is. And so what ends up happening, the reason there's no made it moment is because once you make it to where you think you wanted to be, a new mountain peak is visible from that mountain peak. And so it's just something that in those young years, you're so ambitiously chasing those things. And I'm still ambitious as hell and I'm still chasing things, but it's so perfect because to just accept that that's the way that life is You don't have to be so critical about getting to the one point that makes it mean you're good enough, you did it, blah, blah, blah. And so the no made it moment, I even write about this in my book. I have a whole chapter called giving up the idea of having made it because it steals your presence so much. I cannot tell you how much of my life, even way back into my youth, that I spent being in warp speed trying to get somewhere trying to get to good enough honestly like proving all the things and so you can make it wherever you want and you will you're allowed to have vision dreams and goals and go but there's two ways abraham hicks says it like my favorite way you are not going to eat all of the food that you'll ever eat in your life today You literally want to enjoy every meal, like from the toast for breakfast to the Saturday night steak dinners, like the part of the process is enjoying the process. And then one other way it said is like a sculptor doesn't want to just look at a hunk of rock or marble and look at it and then the pieces fall off and the structure, the um, statue is there. There is joy in chiseling away. There's, it's the mastery. It's the expression. It's the challenge. We love a challenge. For me, honestly, I have so much joy in scrapbooking because like I get to look at every picture and I clip it and then I cut out the border for it and I pick out what stickers I want to add on. And like by the end of it, Then I get to back up and look like, whoa, look at this beautiful thing I made. But ultimately, there's so much joy in the creation. We 
are creators. And so when we're hustling to just get to the final destination and we're not enjoying the creative process, we aren't present to the gift of life, the miracle that life is, or we're not actually present to our gifts. So I remember this so much as in my youth and it actually leads right into my second piece of advice, which is to give up perfection. Gosh, you guys, this is to be super real and vulnerable. And I've said this a few times, but like, this is where I take major responsibility for my divorce. I was so committed to the idea of being like 20, you know, 20, whatever, having the house, having the husband, having the baby, having the job, being paid well, looking good, having the car, like this image, I call it my white picket fence vision that like, I didn't spend time making sure it was the most fulfilling or that like there was this really deep soul connection to everything I was doing not it's not just about marriage or my husband not at all like college basketball I was so committed to being able to say I was a collegiate athlete that I wasn't looking at the the physical and mental toll and emotional toll that it was taking on my life and so if 20 year old Abby could only know, like, give it up, girl, like, it is okay to be messy. It is okay to not know. Oh, my God, giving up the need to know is I'm going to tie it into that whole perfection thing is when you have to know the way it's going to go. Because I remember, I remember saying to my husband, like, I just wish I could look into a crystal ball, see what my life looks like 10 years down the road and chill the F out. Like, oh, good. I got what I wanted. Oh, I could breathe and just, and just get my way there. That's the made it shit. It gets in the way. And I'm sure you've said some consention of like, I just want to see my future. Know it worked out the way I want so I can chill now. No, no. Number one, you don't get that. Two, takes the fun out of everything. And three, there's no learning process in that. None none at all. And shit ain't gonna go the way you want, sweetie. Like, let's get real about it. (laughs) You don't get to pick all the way. Like there's, so actually I want to take a moment to like, I've said this so many times is the difference between an expectation and a commitment. Okay. If you can commit to love and be loved, how great do you think life's going to go? Think about it. If you just say, I'm going to go love with my whole heart and I'm going to express what I feel and I'm going to let people know I love them as if love is like, I love the idea of when we're starting to date somebody and it's like, do we say we love, I love you? Like, when do you say that? Is it real? And like, no, you already innately love everybody. Get over that. Like I can tell someone I love them. I have told males I love them. And like, and it's just because I love humans and that person is me and I am them. Now we know the difference between like love that leads to marriage and like lifelong commitment. That is definitely different love. But if you can just commit and understand that you are committed to loving and being loved. You are actually giving and receiving. And so it's so magical because when 
we mangle it or when we manipulate it into the expectation of marriage or uh, whatever, like specifically with love, right? We set up the expectation like to be married means I love and am loved. Like, no, you already do by nature, by way of breathing and being yourself. And so to give up that it's going to look a certain way and being okay if your plan goes sideways and south and underwater and whatever, it is okay. Because if you go back to your commitment of just being love, you're going to be love for yourself. You're going to allow yourself to receive love from the outside and be cared for when you are in breakdown. Like it's okay. But this whole perfection thing is just really holding us back from truly exploring what we might actually want. And that's one more thing I want to talk about giving up perfection is if you gave up what perfection looks like in society or that whole certain place by a certain age, if you give that stuff up, there's so much room for you discovering what really sparks your soul, what really excites you and gets you going, what will truly have you feeling lit up alive and enlivened and on fire. And so yes, please give up the perfection, no matter what age you're at. Like this is 20 year old Abby. And I hope some 20 year olds listen to this. It would be really great. And if you know one, share it. Because the thing is though, you've heard the quote, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So this is 30 year old Abby talking to 20 year old Abby, but I'm sure she heard very similar things in her life at age 20 that didn't sink in. And you know, you got to touch the stove. You got to touch the fire a few times before you're like, oh shit, that burns. I don't like it. But I am still more than happy to share the advice that um, I have for this 20-year-old self of mine and to really just celebrate moving into 30, having learned these lessons and feeling so proud of myself and just really living in self-love about the fact that these are things like I get acknowledged all the time at from 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, 70-year-olds, like I wish I you seem so beyond your years. I wish I learned what and knew what you knew at the age that you know it. And I'm going to say one thing about that. I do not like learning the same lesson twice. And there are plenty that I have learned twice and three and 10 times over. And I try to apply them every day. I take responsibility for the quality of my life every day moment. And I see when I fall back in these lessons, I see when I fall into self-doubt or judgment and I choose love over and over and over again. And actually, gosh, I am good. This leads me right into point number three, which is to be so much kinder to yourself. I want to take in 20 year old Abby and just hold her and rock her for how much Ugh, she went through. At 20, I was a sophomore. I had just torn my ACL for the first time. I had surgery. It was the most depressed year of my life. I was in a relationship that wasn't serving me. I was seeking validation everywhere. I was feeling so lost, so lost, because I was going through the current identity crisis of, gosh, if I'm not an athlete anymore like 
who am I? What else is there? I've, I had this realization that I had put my entire existence into the identity of like student athlete. And that was a very scary time. And I just want to love up on her so much. And so, but the thing about this athlete mentality is, which is so prominent, even today, I have to be very conscious of this athlete inner critic, like this identity that still shows up sometimes is this, you could have done it better. You didn't do it good enough. You're a piece of shit is that worst off conversation. Like you F and this and that, and like cursing myself literally. Now I heard this really awesome thing about cursing is like when it rises up, it's, it's, that is just the junk that you have not cleared yet. And I I love me some cursing. (laughs) Like I love to put some emphasis behind it sometimes, but it doesn't actually serve me or us at all. It really just kind of perpetuates what's blocking, what the blocks are within us. So there's anger or resentment or frustration or something that's pent up and it comes up in the aggressive expressions. And so these aggressive expressions were things that I was saying to myself constantly. There were so many insecurities that I hadn't faced until divorce. And that's why I can speak to them now. But as like from 20 to 25, I thought that being critical, like cracking the whip on myself is what drove me to achieve. And that's just not true. And I think that I could have achieved really different things, actually. Like, I think I would have made an even bigger, more loving impact because not to diminish the impact I made, I've always been a lover. Like, I love to laugh. I love to relate to people. I love to party and, like, be the life of the party. But it was so much in an attention-seeking way because I didn't feel good enough or I always felt less than and that conversation really does show up so much we all have this less than conversation this little gremlin that sits on our shoulder like me 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 and it's not kind like when we tune in and listen to that we're definitely not listening to the angels leaning over our shoulder about how great we are and how divine we are and what a gift we are and the reason that we actually came to this world, which is so, so important. And so being kind to yourself is a requirement of then being the gift that you are because nobody being the gift that they are is out there beating the crap out of themselves. Like not truly, not when you cross over, it'll show up and you say, "Mm, this does not serve me or my purpose. This does not serve the greater good. I release this. Now, there's this really great exercise where you can just simply like run your hands up your body and like imagine your hands like a skimmer, like a pool skimmer, where you're just taking all of any negative energy, any negativity, any negative conversation, skimming your body and taking it up in your hands, putting it above your head and giving it to God, releasing it to him, letting it go because you already know God, spirit, universe can handle that shit, can dissipate it in an instant. And you, by cleaning yourself out energetically and releasing it and giving it away, giving it to the source greater than you, they they want that from you. They thank you for that. And they take that from you so that you don't bear that cross. Like, 
Jesus bared that cross so that we literally don't have to, so that we literally can be our greatest gifts out here and set people free and set ourselves free and live a blessed life. That is a commitment to the greater good, something so much bigger than you. And when you're not being kind to yourself, you are, we are, I was, I am, I get wrapped up in my head. My little thinker just runs the show so much. And it's really about getting into your heart space. And if you're in your heart space, kindness is innate. Kindness is natural and so, so important, as you know. And so loving yourself allows you to love life. And that's really tip number four is you got to love the experience of loving yourself. Now, 20-year-old Abby would fight tooth and nail to be right about this, like the being tough on yourself. And because with that athlete, like all I knew was sprinting, 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 winning the game, getting first in line, finishing first, getting the A. Gosh. And I thought that all of that would make me good enough. It got all the way up to marriage where I felt good enough. I felt like, I'll be real frank with you, so much of my anxiety went away the moment I put an engagement ring on. I've never said that before. I calmed down so much. I believed I made it. I believe this is it. I made it to the promised land. Smooth sailing from here. I had actually made it in a way where I was like, I was in joy. I was in creation. Like now I was creating a wedding. Like it was a celebration. Then I was creating a relation, like a marriage and creating um, the potential family, moving towards the house. Like I calmed down and it became like smooth sailing and I loved it. I, I really loved it, you guys. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter because while I was, I got what I wanted, right? I got the potential of the white picket. It was like, okay, go ahead, start creating that. Cause that's all I saw myself wanting. And so but you guys, before I can go on, like, can you hear how much that is all external? Like what I saw or what um, I got so relaxed and excited about was like, it was, I was done waiting and now I got to actually create the things that I knew were going to make me feel successful. And that ring alone was like the key to the castle. And so it was crazy because it went away and not by my choice. Now, this is not at all to shame my ex. So get that real quick. But it went away. He didn't want to be married. And God bless him. But he, you know, he agreed into it and agreed and agreed like, yes, 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 sure, sure, sure. And because our life wasn't difficult, we didn't face any crazy challenges that forced us to go through an experience that made us really look at each other as partnership. It just was smooth sailing. And that's okay because that's our story. But 
when it went away, all my anxiety came back. All of my insecurities came back. I didn't feel safe and secure anymore. I wasn't sure of anything. And so to rest your worth outside of you ever will disappoint you, period. And I wish 20-year-old Abby knew that. But you know what? She learned it. Oh, she learned it. And it took a whole decade. And that's okay. Because now I have spent definitely so much. I have spent the last, like, mm, this year really, really looking, like, inside. In the most, I like, I can't emphasize the depths of my core that I've gone to to, in order to learn to love myself and love my purpose and what I'm here to do and the fact that I'm just love. And then what do you do with it? Like, right? There's that, what, what, how, how, how? You got to love the experience of loving yourself. And I wish Abby knew that. I wish 20-year-old hustling lacing up for the game, sprinting to the meeting, getting there to class and, you know, doing all the things. Wish she knew it, but she does now. And so loving yourself and loving the experience of loving yourself is absolutely vital. Now, this shifts into the next which I kind of already touched on, but I really want to share it as a point of advice is Love like it's your last day every day. I'm going to share a post about this because I think it's so important is like less than 1% of the time do we know it's the last time we'll see somebody. We never know. You never know. You never know if the last time I said I love you was the last time I said I love you. And I have really dove into this specifically, honestly, in the last month. I had a very powerful coaching friend reflect to me. He goes, you're having these mediocre results because you're sharing your love in a mediocre way. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, but no, this is not, I don't want to hear this. Like it was all, it wasn't fun to experience at first because I know I withhold. Like I, you guys, I love so much that my heart hurts most of the time. Like, it's kind of like chest pain, but it's loving chest pain. And what I mean by that is I love my people and I could smile and burst out into like this hilarious, blissful joy and laughter all of the time when I am around people that I love or when someone's sharing their life with me and their stuff with me, I literally just, my heart bleeds. And that's, you guys, my mission of Hearts Unleashed is this heart unleashed first, then you get your heart unleashed. But I mean it because you gotta love like, you're ne- you're like you never get to love again. And at the same time, being able to play the long game. Now, the long game is the next piece of advice, but I want to stick right here for a second. Letting people know you love them, that's my expression. But how would you express your love? How would you express your joy? How would you express your creativity? Because for me, love is my currency. Love is my language. I just, I love it. (laughs) And it could be creation. 
create like it's your last day. Don't wait until tomorrow to say the thing or do the thing. Do the damn thing. Live the life you love for real. And I want to go right into the next uh, piece of advice, which is to play the long game. There are, I learned this in relationships so much, like over and over and over again, but my therapist said it to me once because when I first got divorced, I was toughing it out. I went into overdrive. I was working. I was trying to rebound date because I really didn't want to be single. It was like kind of, it was really messy. And then a couple months afterwards, I was like hitting walls. I was really tired of that. And so I finally decided to go to therapy. Well, I took these personality tests and um, stress tests and different things like that. And she gave me all my results. And I love it because one thing I want to say about these tests and their results is like, she goes, well, you have tested in the highest percentile for OCD and ADHD. And I'm like, oh, great. She goes, you are the most hyper and confused person that I know and that I've ever seen come through this door. And I'm like, oh, great. And here's the thing about that. If I would have bought into that, I would have still been trying to fix myself. But those labels are stories. Those labels are labels. And if you buy into them, then you buy into you are a certain way. Now, I shifted that relationship. OCD, ADHD, great. Bring it on. I am organized. I am focused. I am driven. I am hyper as they come when it comes to my mission and my purpose and what I'm up to and especially my vision. You ain't going to stop this freight train from rolling down the tracks. Like, you better just watch your toes is what all I got to (laughs) say. Because I am that. But I am that because I say so. I get to be love. I get to be expressed. I get to live. I call ADHD being on fire. You know what I'm talking about? I don't need that medication. You don't need that medication. You really don't. Like, and there's two sides to that because all of this stuff is natural within you and so much of it comes from a fear-based place. That's why they give them these names. That's why they give them the things that you got to look out for. I really truly do accept myself as this like energetic, vital, like radiant, vibrant, just person. And those like labels that you have are really ones that will keep you limited and keep you in a box if you accept them as a label. Now, a great example of this, if you want to practice shifting labels, I invite you to go listen to the Empath Empowerment series of this podcast. It's a very powerful, um, it's five episodes, it's the 15-minute Phillips, so they're really easy to listen to, but you can use that to understand how to shift yourself out of a label so that you can truly live just as yourself in your fullest expression. I think it's beautiful. It's a great opportunity to do that. And it really makes the difference. But I just wish that, you know, 20 year old Abby understood how to play the long game. And the the thing I want to say about that is when I went to therapy, and she said, you are this and you are that my got it cool. Thanks, lady. But something that she asked me and it really struck a chord she goes well if you're not if you don't learn yourself 
and you don't manage this effectively, it drives you into a manic state. Now that rings super true for me because I have felt that way before. And that has been present like in family, like it's human. It's you see it everywhere. And so like this manic, like up and down the roller coaster, the peaks and the valleys and the, you know, for me, the highs are, are pure utopia. And then the lows are like the sky is falling. The world is ending. Life is over kind of mentality. So I truly asked her and I really love sharing this piece of advice as anytime I can. And goodness gracious, if 20 year old Abby knew this, but she said, you are not playing the long game. It, the part of the manic mentality is very short term. It's very um, short sighted view, meaning you think that the the highs are like they're here only now and you got to enjoy it as much as you can while it's here and it's going to go away in an instant. And then, like, for whatever reason, we make the seem, seem like the, the valleys are going to last so much longer and like, oh, this is my life now. Like, you have to be able to play the long game and understand that the ups and the downs is part of life. The ebbs and the flows are part of life. And so when you can understand that the feeling that's occurring right now is so temporary, you can begin to level out. You don't have to climb that high and fall that low. You can begin to regulate. Now, regulate was the word that really resonated with me when she was explaining how to really actually regulate a manic uh, behavior. But beyond, like deeper than those behaviors are the causes of those behaviors the feeling like like unsafe right the idea that your safety could go away in a second and mine was so triggered with divorce and so like the idea that I had this life my anxiety had subsided and I was just planning this like blissful life went away I felt so unstable like how could my world get rocked so quick and so to learn to build my foundation within myself for myself and then join into relationship with others join into collaboration in business but like standing on my own little box and not little box like a freaking whole stage I built <laughs> you can see but this was so powerful because I was never playing the long game I was always playing the short game and it caused me to feel like if I don't do this now, I'll never do this. And it really has taken me into some phases of like, oh, touching the fire again. That burned. I don't like that. That one hurt. So my advice is learn to play the long game and it's okay because if you can see that vision, then you can see that it's coming. And it's going to come piece by piece, chisel by chisel for those sculptors. You are literally sculpting the masterpiece that is your life. And so be willing to play the long game. And, you know, one last piece I want to say about the long game is something that I've learned in dating. And goodness, I wish 20-year-old Abby knew this. Um, I set up my conditions of satisfaction in relationship. Like, what I require of a man. And, 
you're allowed to have requirements and standards and boundaries. And the more that you have them and the more that you maintain them, the more the universe and God responds to them. And so playing the long game, like I had an amazing relationship. I've had many many. And most recently, I've dated incredible men that really are getting every bit closer to the whole, the whole vision, every item on the list. And so if I get, let's say, and I, I don't actually have like the number right here right now, but like, let's say there's 30 items on this conditions of satisfaction. He must be this, he must be that, he must be this. And this isn't about all looks, right? This isn't, oh, six foot five, 200 pounds. Like it's not that. And it's not so much whatever. How much inner work has this person done? How conscious are they? How's their communication? What's their passion and drive in life? What is their life purpose? Like it's so important to know. It's so important to know for yourself first off so that you then can seek that in a partner because if you're all conscious and evolved and your partner ain't willing to do the work, there are going to be rifts there. And so learning to play the long game in relationship, in career, in, in, in well-being, like all of these things, you're willing to take a perceived loss. Like for me in relationship, it's a breakup, right? So this guy will match like 25 of the 30 standards I have or 28 of the 30. It's like, oh, you are so close, boo, so close, but we are just not fully aligned. Now, I only got to learn that through divorce. Like I was not conscious. I was not looking at this. I, I didn't have any conditions. I tolerated this, that, and the other. And not in a negative way, it was not a toxic relationship, but I tolerated not feeling seen or heard or hearing him out or working through anything. And so that makes a difference for those of you who are married or in a serious relationship. You already know, you already know. And so for those of you practicing this relationship stuff, or this could be in well-being, again, your conditions of satisfaction for your health and your wealth. It all is about the long game. So you may not take a really a job that looks looks good on paper because it's not actually aligned with your bigger game. You may not take that relationship because it's not aligned with your bigger game. You may leave a certain friendship because it's not aligned with your bigger game. And in the moment, it feels like a loss or a defeat. It is not. And you know it. You know it in your depths. But when you're in the circumstance and it's time to make the bold choice, sometimes it stings. But if you can learn to play the long game, your long game is going to be a fun one and a rewarding one. And so, yes, I am telling that to 20-year-old Abby. It's been a fabulous lesson to learn and still, still learning it every single day. So here we are turning 30. I, like I said, I'm packing up. I'm moving to Cali. I'm a full-time entrepreneur, coaching, teaching, writing, speaking. Like this has been the most transformational time to step into everything that I get to be. I'm creatively expressed. I laugh loud and I cry louder. You guys, being expressed isn't all about bliss and skipping through sunflower fields. It's about being willing to see your shadow and accept it with love and grace and then shedding light on it or casting it off, releasing what does not serve you. 
I get to live an adventurous life full of discovery and expansion. I have committed to expansion every day in every way. And I get to share it. I get to share this mission of hearts unleashed. I get to share my heart unleashed. I get to express my love boldly and loudly, whether it's received or not. I get to be me. And I really laugh because it's an identity that I like love and it gets me in a mess is being a transformation tornado, (laughs) a tornado of transformation, just swirling around this earth, like causing a mess and then cleaning it up. And I am so okay with that because ultimately what I get to see is the growth and lesson learning and then guiding people through this because really it does feel like a tornado. When you're going through, guys, especially your 20s, I know you know, or whatever, like, I can't wait to see what 30 brings. Like, holy moly. It's just so beautiful, though, because when you choose to grow and evolve, like, you really choose it. You choose not to stay stuck anymore. You're committed to your growth and expansion. It can really seem like a storm. Or when shit's in breakdown, because, guys, if you think you can stay still, the universe and God will prove otherwise. They will move you. They will move you because you came to live a very purposeful life. You came to make a huge impact and difference. And so it is so important that you commit to living your heart unleashed. And when you don't, the powers that be will move through you. They will move things and people out of your life so that you honor your call or you can just honor the call. So this is such a beautiful time to really share with you that I've done this work. I've done this work and I've learned these lessons and I've applied these lessons. And now I share and teach and coach these lessons. So if these are lessons that are just speaking to you and really making all the sense and you're ready, you're going through the storm, and you're ready to shine, I want to share my Time to Shine program with you. It's 12 weeks, three months of transformation, three months of releasing that which no longer serves you, finally absorbing and learning the lessons that you've been learning your whole life, but really now applying them, accepting and choosing the gift that you are and choosing to become the authentic leader that you are in all of your power and purpose. And so if you would love to have a conversation, a strategy call, a clarity call, whatever it may be about what it looks like for you to shine and shine unapologetically and have a blast doing it, it's your time, boo. You can call me. And for now, I'm going to be celebrating my 30th birthday. I'm going to be living the life I love. And I just want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. This is such an expression of my love. I get to share myself and others going through this exact transformation in order to bring their gifts to the world. And I want to empower and remind you that so much the purpose of this podcast is to empower you to bring your gift to the world. I love you. 
You are worth every bit of your transformation and the process that it takes. So step into your time to shine. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.